and welcome to episode two of the Gloomy Star podcast with your host, Henry Belbury. So, I'd like to talk about how you really help. Every time you listen to my podcast, I get money from it, from the commercials. And it really helps me, and I'm going to start giving that back into my podcast well and i also you can send in money and that really helps and it will it will be so appreciated if you have those two dollars laying around it would really help if you just donate them to me um yeah and it's and i would really thankful and i'm gonna start doing merchandise like i said after um i get enough money to start doing that Right now, I'm just a beginner, and I'm just starting to do my podcast, and yeah, so I really hope you like today's episode, and let's begin. My sister and I were staying in an old historic hotel in the middle of nowhere in Montana. The building had been in use since the mid-1800s. My sister loves this place, and has been to it many times over the years. I was kept up all night by something pacing around the hardwood floors in the room above ours. It drove me crazy. In the morning, I asked my sister how she could sleep through it, and she told me that the upstairs of the building had been used as a ballroom. But now, but now it is empty. The hotel staff confirmed that nobody was up there, and furthermore, if there were, I would not heard heels on a hardwood floor. That is creepy to me. That, to me, it sounds like a residual haunting. Because it's all the energy that's... Because it used to be a ballroom and people used to dance and have a good time up there. And all of the residual energy is just replaying itself over and over again inside those walls and that's kind of creepy that it doesn't seem like anyone else heard it but her maybe there was different encounters but it's kind of weird that she was the only one awake because i'm a really light sleeper and if i heard that i would probably wake up no doubt about it that's very interesting yeah and it drove her crazy, yeah. I And she didn't, I didn't say anything about her going back to sleep, but I can't believe that no one else was awake and heard it. Okay, going to our next story. The Dakota, an apartment building in New York City, opened back in 1884. A man named John Leonard and Yoko No moved into the building in 1973. Not long after, John was pushed out of a window by an unknown being outside the structure to his death on December 8, 1980. Before his death, John claimed he saw a crying lady ghost roaming the halls. Then, after John died, Yoko, who still lives in the building, said she witnessed John's ghost sitting at his piano. Yoko says John told her, Do not be afraid. I am still with you. That's kind of creepy, and to me doesn't make much sense, because if your husband dies, I would move out of that house. That's just me personally. 
I mean, I you would really just want good memories, not remembering that your husband died there. I don't know. I just wouldn't. Um, I've never heard of the Dakota before, and now I'm kind of wanting to research it a little bit more, because that's pretty interesting to me. And how do you fit a piano inside an apartment building? That's just my question. Uh, and sorry if I'm pronouncing any of the name wrong, names wrong. I'm not that good at pronouncing words. Okay. Um... That is very weird. That is just weird. Um, that's pretty weird. Um, okay. This story is a scary one. I thought, I thought it was probably the scariest one out of all of them. Okay. Okay, get ready for this story. So I was... Closing up the bar one night after a long shift, as I was carrying a rack of glasses into the kitchen, I slipped on the wet floor I had just mopped, fell on the floor, and let out a scream. Immediately after I was sitting on the wet floor, I heard a low-pitched moan. It was so audible, I actually thought it was a real person. That startled me. I was the only person left in the bar. I stood up, completely frozen, and yelled, Hello? Again, immediately, I hear the same low-pitched moan, except this time, it was louder. Now I'm starting to freak out a little bit, but whatever, for whatever reason, I decide to walk cl- closer to where I heard the sound coming from. I yell very loudly, Hello? For the third time, I hear a very loud, low-pitched moan. That was it for me. I ran back into the kitchen, grabbed the biggest kitchen knife I could find because that seemed logical at that time. Grabbed my purse, ran out the door, and never looked back. It was funny trying to explain to the chef the next day why he was missing a knife during his morning prep. The creepiest part, I come to find out that there was some sort of accident that occurred in the restaurant years before with a son of an owner a word around town was that he died right at the bar. That's creepy that she had an incident right where he, it's rumored that he died. I'm kind of wonder um, how he died. Um, it wasn't in there. Um, here's another story. Okay. Spend the night in the Haunted Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which opened in 1886 during construction. A worker named Michael was killed, and his ghost reportedly still haunts room 218. The hotel became under the ownership of known medical friend Norma Baker in 1937, who financed himself as a doctor. He turned the hotel into the Baker Cancer Hospital, claiming to have the cure for the disease. 
He did not, obviously. Patients who died under his care were buried right in the hotel's basement, which served as a makeshift morgue. He was arrested in 1940, but his patient spirits, who are said to still remain, since the hotel is still open, guests often say they see apparitions and hear noises during their stays. Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters has even had footage of something moving in the basement. That's pretty weird to me. I mean, I really want to go there, because I wonder about that place all the time. Yeah. That's pretty weird to me. Just me. Oh. Okay. Here's a story called the Snursy House Clan. Okay. It's called the Snursy House Ghost. The Snursy Clan began experiencing paranormal activities in the present-day Snursy, Georgia, in the 1870s. Family members reported witnessing objects soaring across rooms, hearing laughter and crying, and seeing red eyes staring into the house. Food was thrown from their plates, and utensils twisted in unusual shapes. The townspeople speculated that these occurred the occurrences were cries from help from spirits who thought the family would be able to save them. One day, the family decided to finally leave the house, and fire iron allegedly floated up and started hitting one of the sons on the head. No one was even brave enough to live in the house again, and the building went up in flames in 1925. That's creepy. I mean, no one else wanted to live there. Ooh. I wonder if it's... Oh, it doesn't exist today because of the fire. And that's weird that it caught on fire. Because that happens to a lot of um, haunted places that you hear of right after people move out of them. I wonder why. I'm not really sure. I'll have to do some research on that. And I'll get back to you guys on that. Another story? For a taste of true haunting love, travel over the spooky bridge in Mahana, Florida, which has several ghost legends surrounding the structure. According to its official website, in the 1830s, Elizabeth Jane Croom Belly married local policeman Dr. Samuel C. Bellamy. On their wedding night, she addri- her dress accidentally caught on fire which covered the young bride in horrible burns. She intently survived, but eventually passed away. Elizabeth was buried along the banks of the Chipotle River, and it was said that her love for her husband was so strong she couldn't rest. The deceased newlywed, dressed in white, can agreeably be seen wandering the banks of the vantage point of the river which was built after she died it's said that she appears on fire either walking through the swamps or dividing straight into the river as if dose the if to douse the flames or walk along the side of the river as she walks along the side of the river Oh, 
Okay, the next story is called Dead Woman's Crossing, Weatherford, Oklahoma. There's one, there's one regular murder mystery turns ghost story. According to Atlas Obstructa, in the early 1900s in Weatherford, Oklahoma, Katie Dwett James left her home with her baby after she filled, filed for a divorce from her husband. She planned to move in with her cousin, but her family never heard from her after then. Investigation, it turned out that she was moved to a local pursuit feeling north. She was last seen leaving a house in Frayne and her child in a carriage. Frayne returned with the child who was covered in blood but without Katie. Her body was found later along the nearby creek with her head cut off. It was rumored it was rumored with the child mm, sorry nearby creek with her head cut off. It was rumored that her ex-husband had killed her with Franny's help because Franny claimed she was involved in Katie's death. But one day she was supposed to be questioned by the police. She poisoned herself. Katie's still around though. She allegedly appears as a blue light floated floating around town and people have reported hearing a Hearing a woman look for her baby with a rolling, with a rolling sound of wheels. That's really creepy to me. All the baby ones and their mothers get murdered. It's always creepy to me. I don't know why. But the next one is called the Myrtles Plantation, Saint Franceville, Louisiana. Of the numerous spirits haunting this plantation built in 1796, the St. Franceville, Louisiana, the most known entire entity in Chiholi. According to the official website, it said that plantation owner Clark Woodruff carried on an affair with his slave, Truly, who he ended up abruptly, she began to or vase, I'm really bad at pronouncing stuff, guys. I'm super sorry. Um, began in face drip on. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that word. Conversations, and he caught her. And punishment, he cut her ear off. She was poisoned. The rest of the, f- then poisoned the rest of the family with a birthday cake, leaving him alone. The other slaves knew what she had done and hanged her she supposedly still remains on the property though there is a photograph from 1992 where her spirit is reportedly visible that is creepy to me i don't like the plantation stories because they're so creepy to me i'm gonna try to do a lot more of those just so you know and yeah that was very creepy to me um wow oof and think about it the people that are in these don't even know that it's about to happen to them like the murders they don't ugh, i just can't really it's i can't imagine it
Ugh. Well, this other story I found, and I don't really know if it's true or not. I just thought it was super scary. So, let's read it. It's in weird dialect, too. I don't remember where I found it, but it sounds like a child wrote it. I don't know if it's real or not. By the sound of it, I don't think it is, but it's very scary. Mommy told me never to go in the basement, but I wanted to see what was making the noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy. So I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy, and then Mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before, and it made me sad and I cried. Then Mommy told me never to go in the basement again, and she gave me a cookie. That made me feel better, so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet. Ooh, that's really creepy. I don't know if that's just creepy to me, but I wonder... <laughs> I, To me, it doesn't really sound like that story's true, but still. Oh, phew. That is so creepy to me. Um, I'm trying to find stories that I've... No- oh, here's one that I've never... Re- I haven't read to you yet. Back on May 20th, 1922, Anthony Ruskin, A.R. Mis- Mr. Tony, relayed this tale in a column. Relayed the tale in a column. And the Sun Herald... He writes that in the early 1800s, two fishermen spent the night on Deer Island of Bokeys Coast. They heard noises that that they ignored until it became impossible to do so. Then they went to see what's causing the ruckus. They came back. They claimed they found a headless skeleton that ran after the pair. They immediately made a beeline for the boat and got off the island immediately. It's said that the bony frame belongs to a pirate who had his head chopped off by the captain and his body left behind in the ghostly guard to watch over buried treasure. Ooh, that was creepy too. I'm not really that scared of, like, the skeleton things, that people are scared of, like, skeletons, and I've never actually been afraid of skeletons, but I'm afraid of, like, bodies that still have flesh and everything on them. I don't know why. It's just me, and I think that's kind of creepy. I don't really know why, but it's just kind of creepy to me. So, to the next story... Outside of St. Louis lies Zombie Road, a hotbed of ghostly activities. There are many scary stories stemming around Lawyer Ford Road, its actual name. From sightings of Native American spirits watering the stretch for victims of train accidents, there used to be active train tracks there, like Del Hanna Mountain McCulliffe. Who was, who was struck, who was struck by a passing train, in um, in 1950, it became a popular late 19 hangout spot, with various murders happening in the area too. 
It has been rumored to be the home of base of, of a murder named Zombie, who escaped a mental asylum these days that stretch the stretch stretch had been restricted as a natural trail natural trail trail but it closed once nightfall once night falls with hefty lines for those who dare to trespass that is creepy too that was i just thought i don't like i love scary stories i can't get I can't get enough of them. I'm and I'm sorry if this episode well was a little not that good, but I'm working on it, I promise. And I have oh, I actually my friend told me this story today. Um so she was walking her dog and um her dog froze and her dog didn't look at anything so she was just still and they had to drag her home and she was just looking this one way and when they got home they were in her basement it's a finished basement and I don't know what they were doing but there was a shadow figure in their window just staring at them they thought it was a person so they shut the blinds um, and they stayed uh, in there for 30 minutes and they opened the blinds and nothing was there and I thought that was really creepy because I think something followed the dog home because I know dogs can see things that humans can't and that was just creepy to me there's also another story that I would like to tell you it's um, one that my mom told me not too long ago so she had a cousin that passed away about 20 years ago. And um, they had to go to North Dakota because that's where the family was. And um, the f- um, her uncle lived right next door. So right next door to the house that her cousin died. And um, they spent the night... And they went to the funeral, and the next night, they were going to leave the next day. She spent the night there, and she was wearing this necklace. And all of a sudden, everything went cold by her. And she felt like someone was watching her. It wasn't like a bad watching, but she felt comforted. And she said, if something's here, show yourself. And her necklace came off it was one of those that lashed in the back and it came off and she knew that she had put it on and there was no way that it could have just fallen off it didn't break someone would have had to physically unlatch it and it happened right after she asked for a sign which I always thought was very creepy Well, that's it, and I would like to you know I'm working on a bunch of things for this podcast, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much.